Intelligence Podcast. Why are you listening to this podcast? Are you an industry expert looking for insights? Are you growing your career? Or are you a dear friend helping to spur your old pal on? I created the Unknown Origins Podcast to have the most inspiring conversations with creative industry personalities and experts about entrepreneurship, pop culture, art, music, film, and fashion. Traveling through America and tasting the magic of Hollywood led Ben Thornley down the path he has since excelled in, creating inspirational content for delivery over a global platform with thousands of clients from Madagascar's rainforests to Mumbai streets, where his films have been viewed by over a billion people. Ben provides a perspective on his creative process for filmmaking. Hello and welcome, Ben. What attracted you to become a filmmaker in the first place? Well, I was always into music from a very young age. Uh, That was my sort of first uh, real obsession. So for the first maybe like 10 years, going through school and everything, I was trying to balance being a what I thought was a professional musician with everything else that my friends were sort of playing football and doing what uh, young lads do. And I was, I had maps out looking for European airports with venues nearby so we could crash in the airport after the, after the gigs. Um, and that sort of introduced me to this whole world of music. I, I met different bands um, and I think in 2002, I was on tour with my friend's band and they went through America. Um, every day it was the same. We'd get up, we'd load in to the venue, they'd play a gig and then we'd travel to the next city. So, and one day we woke up, they said, oh, today we're going to go through Hollywood and make a music video. And that was, I, I was hooked to see, seeing that process happen with one of my favorite bands. Um, at the time, there was no real um, proper outlet for videos. You know, YouTube wasn't started. It was another three years really before YouTube got got registered yeah. in 2005 content was so hard to come by and it was just so exciting seeing videos from your favorite bands um, DVDs, any, anything you could get your hands on. And when I realized I could sort of bypass having to work as a band and, and still be involved in the music industry, it was a, a real revelation to me. So I, so I started making videos um, I was really just trying to figure out what I was doing at that yeah. age, but this sort of called to me. Um, I started making videos just on my own and single peep uh, as a single person. And then my mates would show up on set and, and people who added value would stay and we, we'd keep going. Um, the team got bigger. Um, yeah. And that, that's what sort of introduced me to it really. It was, uh, I, I wanted to be in a band and I, I still do that. You know, I still, yeah. I still write music, but it, it just, everything fell into place on the video side of things. I got the guy who directed that video in Hollywood that day he turned out to be a really good mentor for me. Yeah. Um, he was showing me what kit to buy, how, how to do things, how, how to bring it all back to the UK. And I made sort of two or three separate trips over to America to, to learn different things. And then just got set up and started, started going really. It was just, there was no film school. There was no proper way in learning up from assistant and going through the ranks. I was just yeah. straight in by a camera and off you go. A proper do it yourself ethos by doing it in your own style and pace, embracing challenges, accepting failure, persist in the, the face of setback and learning by doing as the path to mastery and creating without fear. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just flowed straight in from the band I was doing, you know, we we're doing probably like 
50 to 100 gigs a year all over Europe, all, all over um, the UK. Uh, and that those sort of sensibilities just flowed through to the filmmaking. Yeah. That's cool. amazing. I had all the contacts as well. I knew all the bands, so I could uh, phone all of my friends up and say, do you want a video making for 50 <laughs> quid? What was it about Hollywood that made it magical and inspired you just to get up and make something happen? I mean, I guess it was just the people we were with. And I say Hollywood, it was just a... Um, a crappy warehouse in yeah. North Hollywood. It wasn't, it wasn't by any stretch. You know, it didn't feel like a big studio or anything, but it just, it just felt, I'd always wanted to see America. A lot of my favorite bands were from America at the time. Um, I tried to arrange trips three or four times and it had always fallen through or something had happened. Yeah. So this was my first time there. And, you know, they could, we were sleeping in the van every day and I, I was just amazed at that. So I think, I think anything would have amazed me at that age, you know, to go yeah. and see all that and experience it all. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything you'd look back on and think it was an incredible studio or anything. It was just, that was yeah. the age I was inspired and it was just, it was really good. Just to feel like you're being a part of something, you know, these guys were all my age. They were in their van driving around America trying to make their band work. Yeah. And it just felt like I, I could sort of, getting on it a little bit and, and get inspired and then take that back and, and let it multiply. I was never really thinking, right, I'm going to set up a company. I was just thinking, what what cool videos can I work on? So yeah. I'd be ringing around all my friends' bands. Um, um, some It would be some terrible, obscure band, the, f- the first one. I remember one we made, um, I drove the van around to the back of my school. We had a theatre in there and the, the drama teacher guy was going to help me out. We loaded all the kit in. Uh, got the band in and we shot a whole music video and loaded out before the, the school even realized that, that was one of, <laughs> one of the early ones. And that, that guy, actually the drama guy, he still works with me now. So um, it, it's crazy really the amount of people we've picked up along the way since, yeah. since 2002 and almost all of them still work with us. So it's, um, it's, you know, everyone's more, more like a family really than, yeah. than yeah. Work, working people. And you know, it's got its good points. It's got its bad points as well. Yeah. What is your creative process, Ben, in terms of how do you dream up new ideas? How do you develop those ideas into concepts? And then how do you turn those concepts into actualization? It definitely varies. I think the first thing is is almost like an extraction process. You've got to extract as much information out of whoever is commissioning the video. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to understand people. Even when people say something, they might not they might not mean what they're saying and yeah. you've got to be, um, uh, you've got, you've got to translate what they want really. So, yeah. but from there, once you've extracted all that out, we like to sort of build enough framework that, um, everything's guaranteed to have the results, but we like to leave enough room to find the magic as we go. So the more yeah. we, we were finding the videos we were planning more almost we were being too constrained by those. Um, if we had a full shot list, everything was mapped out and we didn't deviate from that. We would find sometimes those videos weren't being as special as the ones where we did um, have that leverage to just do whatever we wanted and go outside the box. Sometimes we do videos where there's nothing in place. We turn up and we, we make something amazing thinking, how can we get that balance? How can we get enough framework to make yeah. sure everything will work yeah. but have enough um sort of magic to maneuver as we go so so things weren't set and that's what we do really we just we, we find that balance and it's different for every project it's different for every person um if there's a lot of cgi involved you, you can't wear like that really you've got to have everything sorted bef- beforehand and um, we have a, 
a team of three people really who are the main creatives behind everything. Yeah. Um, we like to brainstorm everything and get it, get it down on a treatment, which is the document you hand in to, to clients before they will give you the green light. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, dep- it depends on each person, you know, different people. We're very lucky because we end up working with people over and over and over again, yeah. people who come back to us. So once you build up that rapport and you know people and they trust you, it's a different process, but yeah, that getting on the same page, that's the, that's the toughest part, I think. Creating, designing and making new things with childlike imagination and discovery by seeing the unseen and navigating the journey to get there through rapid ideation and experimentation that evokes magic and delight, dreaming up what doesn't exist and turning your imagination into visual stories that spread. The other theme that's coming across really strong, Ben, is your focus on creating unforgettable experiences. When you connect emotionally to people by providing personalised, unique experiences, alchemy happens and your audience become loyal. Make what you provide matter to people by creating trust and making people feel good and connected to something bigger. When you put your audience authentically at your brand's heart and show up where they are, you make a difference by truly understanding and synthesizing their desires into providing unforgettable experiences. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. And that's a big, a big part of it. People come to us and, and they'll say, oh, that was the, that, that experience was the best day of my life so yeah. far. And it, wow. it just blows my mind, you know, every time it's an experience when they come through the doors. They're not just coming to get the end product and then you can get it on TV or whatever it is. It's, it's growth. Everyone's growing at the same time. It's really yeah. it's a cool process. We have a more, uh, the lines are a lot more blurred between people's roles. And yeah. You don't really have that hierarchy. It's there to some yeah. extent, but we don't really have the hierarchy of, a, of a, a normal film set. Everyone's delving into each other's roles and we've, we've sort of come to these unspoken agreements over many years, you know, but uh, we, we like to push for ideas that are just outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. And then try, try to push ourselves to achieve them. And, you know, that it can be a... People don't want to see you trying to trying to do something that you, you've never done before and you're not having experience and they're trusting you with the song and the budget and all this stuff. But we, we feel that is a, a really good way to grow. And as long as you don't screw it up, which we've not done yet, touch wood, <laughs> <laughs> then it, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really good way to sort of grow your craft and learn new things and I think yeah. everyone you know you don't want to be doing something day in day out that that is boring and you can easily do and it's just a formula so yeah absolutely. Like experiment with fire and water and yeah know, try and do things that we've never done before could you walk us through an example Ben where you've taken the client brief you've developed the idea and concept and then you've brought that to life. Um, so normally we get a song. Um, someone comes to us say, this is the song. Um, this is how much money we want to spend. Um, and they would give us a, a little bit of an idea or maybe there's no idea. We would go away and, and brainstorm after that initial conversation and just try and come up with as, as many ideas as possible, get as many ideas on the board as possible. Yeah. Um, and then we go through them um, with a fine tooth comb, figure out what's doable, what's not doable. Um, and and just nail that down into a, a, a ideally a single page treatment. Something I like to think of things. If if you can get them into a single page and you can explain it like that, then it'll work well in a music video because you don't want to make things too too yeah. complicated. 
invariably will hand in a like a you know a twenty page thing after yeah. that, um, and they'll give it the green light or they won't. Some people, it, it, it's weird. It's like, it tends to be people who um, bands are a bit more established. Maybe they've got a bit more confidence. They they kind of let you go with it. it. It's smaller bands or bands who are starting, bands who are don't maybe don't have the confidence. They can be yeah. a lot more controlling and and you know they don't tr- maybe trust you fully yet. Yeah. Um, so there's a, it can be it can make that process very drawn out at the start. Ideally for me, I'd just like to download all the information and then yeah. and then just go and make the video because it's that is the hardest part, just getting that communication right. Yes. Um, and that that section, that pre-production set, you know, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes days and, and you've got to go and shoot it. Yeah. Um, but that, that is really where the, you're figuring out. Cause after that, they've green, green light the project you're on set and it, it's your, you're doing battle. Then you're in the, you're in the belly of the beast and yeah. you don't want to be arguing over different bits with them or trying to figure out too much. You want a, a solid plan in place. So then it's the shoot um, the edit and then, and the delivery. And, um, you know, I love it. I love that whole process. Once you get over figuring out what they want and you can get that information, it's just, um, you know, it's a really, it's a really cool yeah. process to go through. I think when, when we first got into filmmaking, we're obsessed with the technology, like what, what can, what's the latest camera, what, what's going to give us the best look, what's going to give us the best lighting and all this side of it. Um, once you get up to a certain um, standard, I feel like all that melts into the background and yeah. the main thing you focus on is what, what you're putting in front of the camera. That's what gives you your production value, you know, the talent, yeah. the people who are in front of the camera, um, the lighting that you're using, every, the set that you've built, the, yeah. the location that you've brought, and the, the technology, you need to be on top of it and you need to understand it, but it's a tool at the end of the day and it's yeah. you, know, you don't want to get too down there's a lot of directors that i see on big big jobs and they have no understanding of the technology at all they just worry about their little bit and then they rely yeah. on the heads of the department they rely on the dop we're a lot more engaged than that and we <clears throat> go through this technology with a fine tooth comb but i just like it to melt into the background yes. and not be you know i think yeah. at one point we spent fifty thousand pounds on on a camera package um we're going all in we thought we need the best stuff yeah. from germany um we need the best, we need the best cameras, the best, this, the best, that. Um, and it broke down on us about, uh, a week into using it. And oh, no. we rang up the Germans, you know, the, the camera's not working. Like what? So try this, try that, plug in the ethernet cable, send us the report in the end, send us the camera back, send the camera back. Oh, yeah. it's a known fault. We should, you know, it's a, a problem with, with this cat. So in the end we got reached out to by, um, another camera manufacturer ended up being ambassador with them. We ended up returning this camera, getting the money back. And, um, it was a, it was a, it opened my eyes a little bit, you know, cause we, we ended up spending a lot less on a, um, what some people were saying is an inferior camera package, but we, we got such, um, good results with it that it, it, it yeah. sort of speaks for itself. And, you know, I, I don't like to put too much, emphasis on the technology it's about what's in here it's about yes. your your ideas and all that side of it so what are the critical skills to be a film director it's similar to life really isn't it yeah um, you've got you've got to have a good vision you've got to be a good communicator good yeah. team player good attention to detail yeah. you've got to be able to add value to whatever whatever you're working on um, 
but it's yeah. like it's like anything in life. Everyone's got different. Like, I might work with a director who's top of his game. He might have completely the, the other. He might not have any of those skills, and he, yeah. but he might be more competent somewhere else. So it's each to their own, really. You've got you've got to create your world and, and the skills that you need in it. These days, you've got to be a businessman as well. That's the yeah. That's, if you want to be working in this industry, you've almost got to be. Um, you've got. To, do everything you can't it's people coming coming out of uni or coming out, out of training and, and right I want to be a director you, you're yeah. not just going to walk into that job you've got you've got to be able to market yourself and come up through the through the ranks which is you know, I mean what one massive leap in technology is, is all the stuff we used to do our accounts now before yeah. it was just excel a list of pilot this list is in this list is out um, and you just do everything you know ins and outs and Nowadays, you've got to do everything digitally. It's got to all go through some sort of accounting package. Yeah. Make ta- tax digital. I-, I spend months of my life trying to get VAT receipts back from shops. <laughs> you, should, you, know, you should just give them. You should just give them a standard. I yes. need a VAT receipt. Oh, that is a VAT receipt. Oh well, it's not, but because it doesn't have a VAT amount. On it. It, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I could have some technology to take care of all that stuff. So all I need to worry about is just making videos. Ben, you're in a time machine and it's going backwards. What advice would you give to a younger Ben? I think just get, getting people around you who you enjoy spending time with. You know, they're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be spending a lot a lot of time with these people, um, and it's a it's tough if if you don't get on with them. Um, yeah, I I had a lot of problems um, <clears throat> with my back and my shoulders and all that stuff. You know, lugging gear day in day out. Um, I probably tell myself to get into hot yoga about 10 years earlier than I did and get some flexibility, concentrate on longevity of your body and and all that that side of it. I've got quite a, before the virus hit, I was in the gym every day trying to um, strengthen my back, strength, stretch out, go in the sauna every day. Um, Obviously all that's been shut down now, but that's the big, big emphasis of my day. Like being able to keep doing steady cam, keep carrying all this stuff. Now we've got all the COVID stuff and you can't work as closely with assistance. It's, I've got a big emphasis on just trying to make sure my body doesn't deteriorate any further, which is a, a big problem really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, I think you just have to make your own mistakes that you learn more yeah. from the mistakes than you do from the successes. So I don't, I don't think I'd change any, anything that I've done really. Just keep, keep doing the same. If you're a small all um filmmaker or a young filmmaker looking to break into the business try and meet someone like i did who <clears throat> can be a bit of a mentor to you and can give you some hands and good advice you're not just following someone who's just trying to sell you a course that's sound advice ben on the importance of mentorship engage with industry experts and immerse yourself in the domain reflect on things from your past capture knowledge and insight record expert opinions, read publications, discover context, use collaboration and seek help to find, reference, synthesize and gain inspiration and also to accelerate your progress and growth. Okay, Ben, you're back in that time machine again, but this time is going forward. What's your vision for the future of filmmaking and what do you see as being some of the key opportunities? you spend a lot of your time working on things that, that amounts to nothing. So just really dialing into the, the stuff that 
is meaningful. Yeah. I think a lot of people talk about that, like 80, 20 split, 20% of what you spend your time on leads to 80% of the productivity. And yeah. just, just down that in, you know, Matt, trying to figure out what I want to be spending my time on. I'm very, I'm very, very happy with the, um, the way everything's going and the, and the work that we're doing. I want to just keep, keep doing that and just trying to figure out, you know, sack off the processes that aren't serving us and, and yeah. focus on making things and, and do, doing things. We have, we have a work experience program actually uh, where we bring in anyone who, who just wants a day on set. We'll bring them in. We'll introduce them to every department. And oh, that's excellent. That, yeah. That's one of the best ways to, to really get to, get to know, you know, what you want to do. Try it, try it for a day. I, I was yeah. not suited to school or anything like that. I just kept getting the same the same report. Ben tries really hard, but just doesn't seem to grasp things. But I was very hands-on. I wanted to see things. I wanted to feel things myself. Yeah. I couldn't have a teacher in front of the class just explaining to me. It just wouldn't it wouldn't go in. Yeah. And I think I think that's valuable for people. But it, who knows what the technology is going to change? Who knows if if filmmaking how much it's going to evolve? It might be completely unrecognizable in ten years. It might be the case that. It's a one-man thing. You just think into a box, and those ideas yeah. become <laughs> become a film. It's yeah. you know the way technology is going. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, just keep your finger on the pulse and, and try and keep along with the journey. Really, you have been listening to the Unknown Origins podcast. Please follow, subscribe, rate, and review us. For more information, go to unknownorigins.com. Thank you for listening.